Hello and welcome to Sports Beat After Hours, the new and improved Sports Beat After Hours. We are relaunching our podcast, the Sports Beat Hours After Hours podcast, which is the podcast that we do here at Sports Beat after the Sports Beat show is aired. And we talk about sports, things that have happened, sports that we didn't get to talk about during the Sports Beat show that happens on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, I am your host with the most, Hemahimuli Jr. Joining me today is the local lovable Canuck, Zach Hicken. I'm back. And not with us today is His Holiness, the digital deacon, Sean Walker. The reason why he's not here is because he is currently on location in L.A. RSL just beat LAFC. Is he at the game? Yeah, he's at the game. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, um, he, yeah, RSL just won. Um, We'll just get that out of the way. RSL won 3-2, beat LAFC for the uh, knockout round of the playoffs, so they move on. And who do they play? Uh, They'll play, I think they're playing... um, Kansas City. That sounds right. Yeah, so I think they're playing Kansas City next. I think that's going to be Sunday. Um, it's going to be a away and then a home game. It's a two-leg series. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Currently wearing my RSL jersey right now. Loud and proud. Loud and proud. Um, and also joining us today is uh, Stephen K. Merkley. I don't know if K is your real middle name. but Well, it's the initial... But it's it's great to be here. I'm looking over the high school sports playoffs. Oh yeah, Steve. Uh, he is uh, he works for the TV side. He shoots high school sports for us sometimes. And you're going to be shooting for us tomorrow, right? I will be. We got a lot of games going on, so let's get into that right now. The high school playoffs, football playoffs are yeah. So continuing. this is a high school playoff special edition. Um, we are uh, taking a quick preview of what's going on in the quarterfinals for six A, five A, and four A. And then the uh, semifinals for 3A, 2A, 1A, which are being played on Saturday. Um, but let's start with 6A. Okay. Uh, we have American Fork and Weber. This is actually a rematch of a week one game that American Fork won. Um, the final score of that game was 38-15. to 15. Uh, American Fork came out on top. Um, and, I mean, it was kind of the... Uh, introduction for the state to Boone Abbott, who has just right. absolutely torn it up this season. He had five touchdown passes in that game. Incredible. I know that he's good, and we knew that before the season started, but him and Chase Roberts have just proved to be a deadly combo, deadly duo um, in the 6A. So deadly, in fact, that they've come out with a bunch of upsets this year. Yeah, and they almost upset Bingham. Right. Um, came down to the final... Uh, uh, came down to the final play. Um, in fact, uh, Boone Abbott is actually leading the entire state in touchdown passes with 39. Wow. 39, 39 in 11 games. That is insane. That's pretty impressive. That's three and a half touchdowns a game. Um, Chase Roberts, 19 touchdown receptions. Wow. That's leading 6A. That's incredible. So, I mean, these guys, um, I honest, I'm going to be honest, I don't think – um, that Weaver's going to be able to stop these guys again. Weaver's a good oh, team, yeah. but they aren't up to the same par as what American Fork is. I mean, American Fork sure. came out as a three seed. They're not your average three seed, though. No. They had one loss in Region 4 play, but 
because of a coin flip, they end up with the three seed. Right. Um, Lone Peak ends up with the one seed and Bingham with the two. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to say American Fork's going to advance in this game. I, what, what do you guys say? Yeah, I think so too. I think it's pretty safe. American Fork is 9-2 and two in the season, so they are rolling and getting hot at the right time. Yeah. So uh, what do you think, Steve? Yep, I agree. I am on the American Fork side. All right. So we're not taking sides though. Yeah, we're but, uh, we're we, being completely yeah, objective. We're being completely <laughs> objective, but American okay. Fork's probably going to win. Um, so moving on, you mentioned that AF almost beat Bingham. Yeah, they're earlier. playing Kearns. Right. Um, so the last time, uh, this is Kearns just won its first playoff game in 25 years. <laughs> yeah. With a last-second field goal, won 40 to 37. Uh, Bingham, um, no stranger to uh, success in the uh, football playoffs. Uh, last loss in the playoffs was in 2015. Incredible. And in fact, until this year, they hadn't lost to it in state school for like three seasons or something like that. Yeah. Uh, before the loss against Lone Peak, they just absolutely dominated opponents. Um, and I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say Bingham is a mainstay in the postseason for high school football. Obviously, no matter who you talk to, Bingham's going to be in like the final of or like the final stages of the playoffs. But this year, Kearns is pretty surprising to me. Um, Kearns has low key always been a talented city. It's just that their players keep leaving and playing at other schools. Mm-hmm. But this year, Isaiah Fatasi. He's tearing it up, man. I mean, we see his name every weekend because he just has some highlight for us to run in our highlight reel. Almost every week he's in it. And uh, he's actually been on the uh, primetime performers a few times, more than a few times, um, as a finalist for the best play of the week. So he has um, 14 touchdowns, averages 8.5 yards per carry. Wow. Um, He also has um, uh, another touchdown through the air, and they don't keep track of this on... uh, uh, On Deseret News. On Deseret News, but he has multiple kickoff returns for touchdowns, right. punt return for touchdowns. He has six interceptions on the season. Jeez. The kid's a player, and he's only a junior. Right. He's still got another year. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't think he's even committed anywhere either, so this can only help his cause, playing teams like Bingham, getting far into the postseason, and uh, showing off what he could do against like an elite defense. Yeah. He reminds me a little bit of uh, uh, Aleva Hifo that's at yeah. BYU right now. Really shifty guy, mm-hmm. um, kind of undersized, but... Uh, is able to make people miss and is very dynamic in all aspects of yeah. the game. Um, and that's what Aleva was in high school. Um, he, he was more of an outside threat rather than a running back. He played like slot receiver, wide receiver. Yeah. But Offatossi's a burner, man. And uh, um, interestingly enough, uh, Kearns and Bingham actually haven't played since 2011. Wow. Last time that happened was in the playoffs, the first round. Mm-hmm. Bingham beat East 38-0. to zero, Or, sorry, Bingham beat Kearns 38-0. to zero. Right. Um, I think that although this is an intriguing matchup, and I am excited for this to happen, uh, Bingham is the best run defense in the state. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid that Bingham is going to come out on top on this one. Yeah, I mean, Kearns, um, for as good as a season as Kearns is – um, has had, they were shut out against Lone Peak, um, and they only scored 13 points against Olympus. Um, 
and uh, they lost West Jordan, yeah. which West Jordan is not a great team. Now, after that, they were able to go on and win six straight games, including the opening round game against Northridge, um, and kind of turn around a little bit. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Bingham got the win in this game. Yeah. Um, so moving on, the next the next game that we uh, I'm excited about is uh, Davis Lone Peak. You're like the only person I know who'd be excited about this. Cause so it was, I mean, it's kind of, they're not as bad, but it's almost like the game, the NFL game that happened today. <laughs> it was, uh, it was the Niners versus the uh, Raiders. It's, you know, two not so great teams, but historically were great. Um, so it's kind of the mix of like anything can happen. Yeah. So they both are sitting at seven and three. Um, not a great seven and three though, in right. my opinion. Sure. Uh, Lone Peak struggled with quarterback play this season. Has a really strong defense, um, with a number of guys that have um, offers from BYU, mm. um, and I think I think two of them are committed to BYU. Um, Most Davis, likely. Yeah, Davis, really not. And their region's a great not, team this season. Not what it it's used to be. It's an improvement from what Davis was last year, though. Davis sure. didn't win a game last year. They won seven this year. Yeah. Okay, Region 1 wasn't as tough this season as it has been in prior seasons. No, absolutely. Um, not that Region 1 is normally a world beater. Right. Normally it's Region 3 and Region 4 that are the strongest, which, by the way, Region 3 was 0-4 in the opening round. Wow. I didn't know Pretty that. crazy, yeah. That's crazy. Um, but uh, Davis um, beat Hunter. It's a great matchup yeah. for Davis. Um, Hunter's not a strong team out of Region 2. Um, and uh, I, I will say this. Um, the last time the Darts beat a team from the current Region 4 uh-huh. was 2009. Wow. Against Pleasant Grove in the quarterfinals. Okay. So they don't have a lot of success against so Region 4 of, teams. They're 0-6 yeah. since then. That kind of, for me, it makes it kind of even more intriguing. Like, teams, it's almost like a bowl game, right? Yeah. Like, you haven't seen this team before. Yeah. And his two historically good programs, um, both having kind of a a down uh like era yeah um coming together for somewhat of a bowl game yeah i think i don't know i think it's exciting so um i think lone peak's going to advance in this game yeah i think lone peak's going to get by, get by on its defense um lone peak has been better than uh well i'd say more consistent yeah um i mean i i covered both teams a handful of times um Davis uh, got shut up by Weaver 43-0. to zero. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I agree Lone Peak's going to win mostly just because they beat Bingham. Mm-hmm. So they have some magic in there somewhere. And will it come out? Who knows? And that's what's intriguing to me about this matchup. Now, what I think is actually the most intriguing game in the quarterfinals mm-hmm. um, is Fremont Pleasant Grove. This is another right. rematch. This is a game that happened in week two. Uh, Pleasant Grove came out on top 43 to 22, five touchdowns from Dane Christiansen, who is another really dynamic player. He's the X factor. Yeah. He's the X factor for Pleasant Grove. Last week, Pleasant Grove gets the upset over East Mm -hmm. with the return of Jake Jensen. He's riding high. Um, he threw for three touchdowns in the game. He missed. Um, so he was injured against American Fork. Mm -hmm. Pleasant Grove loses that game. Uh, they lose against Lone Peak in a really tight game with the backup Mm -hmm. quarterback. But Dane Christiansen goes off in the season finale against West Jordan, and they get the win. Jensen comes back. 
Um, like I said, he threw for three touchdowns in the win against East. Which is good. Really strong defensive performance, especially down the stretch. East put together a six-plus-minute drive yeah. against Pleasant Grove. It came down to a fourth and two with 2-2 two, two span, one of the best the running best backs running in the backs. state. Yeah. Um, especially in short yardage because he's such a big, powerful guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pleasant Grove stopped him a yard shy of the first down marker, <sighs> and they were able to hold on for yeah. the win. And. And East line, both sides are huge. Yeah. They're big kids. Yeah. Opuika is literally the size of Mo Longi. I mean, he's, he's like 400 plus pounds. And probably one of the best defensive players in the state. Yeah. By far. Yeah. He's a, a four star recruit, I believe. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Wyatt Daw. Um, he is <laughs> the bro- younger brother of one of my best friends, Zach Daw. Uh huh. He uh he held strong. He's a sophomore. Whoa! Like I a two hundred and fifty pound sophomore, and he was holding the zone against Opuika. I was really yeah. impressed with the way that he played. Wild. Um, granted, he comes from a good good football lineman. lineage. Yeah. He has yeah. two uh, brothers that have played at BYU, and I'm sure he'll have a great opportunity. But yeah, he played good really good him. against Opuika. But um, Pleasant Grove and Fremont. Back to this game. Fremont has improved a lot since that loss against Pleasant Grove. In fact, Fremont's only lost one game since since the loss against Pleasant Grove. Yeah, Interesting. Um, And uh, Mitch Stratford, the quarterback for Fremont, has thrown 30 touchdown passes this season. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've just kind of been rolling. Um, They have a really – they have a good run game, kind of highlighted by Jay Scott. Yeah. he has uh, he has 734 yards rushing on the season and six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And then another guy that um, Pleasant Grove's going to have to look out for is Chaden Dayton. He has nine touchdowns receiving on the season. He's kind of like an H-back, tight end type mm-hmm. position. They use him a lot in screens. Um, in fact, when I covered the Fremont-Davis game, yeah. he had 250-plus yard touchdown receptions wow. um, off of screens. Interesting, uh, and he's he's a good outside linebacker too. Um, he gets it done on both sides of the ball. He has sixty seven tackles on the season, leading the Silver Wolves. So, um, while it was an easy win in Week Two for Pleasant Grove, I don't think that's going to be the case um, in this game. I still think Pleasant Grove is going to advance. Yeah, but they're on the road, and Fremont's been playing a lot better football. Yeah, so I'm going to take Pleasant Grove in the game, but it's going to be a tight game. Interesting. Um, I have to agree with that. I'm excited to see what happens with Pleasant Grove because I I didn't pick them to go this far in the playoffs. Not I believe. Yeah. Not because like of their lack of talent or anything. It's just they had a really hard road and uh they've proved me wrong. So I'm not I'm, your average four right. seed, yeah. So uh I'm looking forward to see them proving me even more wrong. We'll see what happens. Uh let's move on to five A though. Okay. This first matchup, Jordan against Skyridge. Skyridge is a favorite to go to the state championship game this year. Um, and we talked about this before. Like, 5A was more of a – we the same people that went last year most likely were going to go again this besides year. Besides Lehigh, yeah. Yeah, besides Lehigh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Corner Canyon, Olympus, and Skyridge, I think, are the three teams that mm-hmm. have the best chance to uh, make it to Rice-Eccles. Um, I actually really like Roy, which we're going to be broadcasting that game. It's the KSL game night, yeah, live game, game of, of the week. week. And, in fact, they're going to have a guest uh, color commentator this time. I mean, th- we usually do. But this time it's uh, Steven, Steven Sylvester. Sylvester from... Yeah, so uh, former Ute is going to be uh, doing um, the color commentary with Rod Zundel. So uh, 
check that out. I believe that game is at 4 o'clock tomorrow, Mm -hmm. uh, being played at Roy High School. But uh, let's take a look at this first matchup before we take a look at the Game Night Live game of the week. Uh, Jordan and Skyridge. Skyridge, heavy favorite, like you said. Yeah, Skyridge is a heavy favorite. Um, The Falcons rolled in their opening game against Farmington, 56-7. Farmington, i got to give them props real quick. Making the playoffs in their first season, in their inaugural season, um, and overcame a lot of adversity. Uh, I think they only had two wins on the season, yeah, but two wins. Um, they made the playoffs. That's all that matters. Right. Um, Jaden Clemens, four touchdowns. Ma'anatoa, two touchdowns. Um, Skyridge is good. Uh, and uh, Jordan is actually going to be looking for revenge because last year they got knocked out by Skyridge in the quarterfinals. They mm-hmm. lost 45 to 43. Yeah. That's crazy. I, and I think Skyridge is going to win also. I mean,. They're one of the more balanced teams when you think of balanced offenses in high yeah. school, and it's hard to come by. Well, and they kind of run like an RPO-type system. Jaden yeah. Clements um, is one of the more athletic quarterbacks in the state. Mm-hmm. I'd say Mason Falslove is another guy that's up there for uh, uh, Skyview High School. But, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think this is actually a better matchup than people are going to think. Jordan had a little bit of a slow start. Yeah. Um, but just rolled through uh, Region 7 play before going up against Corner Canyon, but lost, I believe it was 28-21. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think this is going to be a better matchup than most people think. So let, let's make this one, before we move on to the Game Night Live game, a little more interesting. Let's make – what's your score? What's what's the uh, – if we were to take the uh, Oof. spread or whatever, what would you what would you set that at? Um like the over under like total or like what do no I think? just like uh okay give us the over under well I it'll be a high I scoring game math. um yeah spread I'd put okay so Skyridge is averaging forty points per game okay okay Jordan is averaging thirty three so it's gonna okay. be a high scoring game um I'd probably put the spread at like uh Skyridge is at home so like plus two so like nine and a half okay um I I take Skyridge okay uh. I I take the uh, over so yeah um I um, I look at us we're we're degenerates <laughs> we're gambling making up fake gambling odds for high school uh, for high school football so yeah, I love it um yeah I the one thing that kind of holds me back is Jordan kind of plays a ball control offense a uh-huh. lot of heavy run with uh, Jake Shaver um last year um in that game I believe Shaver. Yeah, he had 198 yards and six touchdowns. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, sorry. That was last week. Oh, last okay. week he had 198 yards and six touchdowns. Still, that's insane. Uh, two touchdowns rushing and one through the air against Skyridge last year, but six touchdowns last week against Lehigh, the defending state champs. That's right. pretty impressive. Um, now, granted, it's not last year's Lehigh team, but still, sure. six touchdowns in a game is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to the Game Night Live game of the week. Um, you will be able to catch this on the KSL TV app. Like I said earlier, Rod Zundel and Stevenson Sylvester mm-hmm. are on the call. Um, it's Freddie Fernandez's Freddie Fernandez and the Roy Royals mm-hmm. um, against uh, the uh, Tempe Thunderbirds. I like Roy a lot. Me um, too. I've covered a few Roy games. I really like Jackson Dart, um, sophomore quarterback. This kid isn't afraid to sling it. He has some good targets around him. Kyrie's Rowan. Um, and, uh, I, Timpu really shocked me last week though. Yeah. I, I, I came out pretty hard against Timpu in our 
state tournament preview. Um, and I said that they didn't really have a chance against Highland. Well, they proved me wrong. They held Highland to 10 points, scored 35 on the road um, against one of the better defenses in 5A. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Hema, tell me what you think. I'll give you your prediction, and I'll, I'll give mine. Okay. Um, so, I really like Roy also. Um, the thing that is an if for me with Tim Few is that, they, I don't know, they're not very consistent, right? No. Uh, you don't know who's going to show up for Tim Few. Plus, you got a quarter uh, running back playing quarterback, right, um, for the Tim Few side. Roy's defense, I think, is really, really good in this matchup. Um, it's wor- it's Roy's defense is ranked fourth in 5A. Uh, they only allow 16.8 points per game. I don't think Tim Few will be able to score that much, and I think Tim Few, uh, Roy will definitely score if we were to pick the over-under uh, over for 16.5. Roy would score more than that. So yeah. I think that um, Roy has the edge in this game. But who knows? That's the thing. Is like Who knows what Tim Few will show up? Maybe Moa just freaking runs for, like, 300 yards. Like, yeah. no one knows what's yeah. going to happen. Um, Roy has only scored less than 20 points once this season. It was in a loss against Viewmont, who um, is another team that's in the quarterfinals. We'll look at their game a little bit later. But, Can't wait. Uh, Go Vikes. Roy um, has just kind of been rolling. Uh, 34 points or more in each of their last um, three games including a 40-0 to zero win in the first round against Maple Mountain. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this Roy's a really good team. Kai, I would probably say the most underappreciated team in 5A just because of sure. they're up in northern Utah. And, like, unfortunately for those teams, uh, not a lot of people pay attention to them. And not just that. Like, Roy's kind of in no man's land. Like, when yeah. you think north schools, you either think, like, Davis, Davis County. Syracuse. Yeah. Or... You go way north to, yeah. like, you know... Uh, Logan. Right. Mountain uh, Crest. Mountain Crest. Um, stuff like that. But Roy has a lot of success. Fred Fernandez is a very good coach. He's a great coach. Um, he had his team in the state championship game just a few years back. Yeah. So I I definitely think that he is going to be leading um, the Royals to Rice Eccles once again. Wow. Um, but let's take a look at... Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't think this is a great matchup. Yeah. Um... Olympus and Springville. Mm-hmm. Okay, Olympus is 11-0. Springville is 6-5. and Yeah. Springville is a really weird team, though. They just win the ugliest games <laughs> that you will ever see. They run kind of like a, an option-based offense and yeah. with like a lot of ball control, run the clock down. They don't really give opposing offenses a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but Olympus has a really good defense. Um, I could kind of see them smothering the Springville rushing attack. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of it's a weird game. Um, it's a weird game. It's probably like the least if if you're gonna choose a game as a fan to go to mm-hmm. this week, don't go to this game no. because it's just gonna be a grinded out, ugly, ugly game. Um, and uh, I mean Olympus. They so I so I shot Olympus last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Olympus. Um, oh my gosh, who did they play? Uh, Olympus Highland? Pla- no, no, Olympus played Alta. Alta, okay. Another team that wears black uniforms. Yeah. Um, so Olympus, Alta, and Olympus was just kind of methodical and clinical, and they just kind of 
march up and down the field, mm-hmm. make stops when they need to. They don't really have to rely on big plays. There were big plays. But I mean, they had four interceptions in that game. Yeah. Against a pretty good uh, quarterback in Lucero. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it's like like you said, this game's not going to be super uh, interesting <laughs> to go to, to say the least. I think it's going to be an ugly game on Springville's side of the ball. And then Olympus is just going to like slowly strangle them. I yeah. think that's how, that's their game plan more or less. It's just to slowly strangle teams, force mistakes, and then just kind of be a machine. Basically. So they're going to kind of take the Michael Myers approach. Oh um, uh, yeah. They uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, fun fact: these two teams met up last um, last year in the first round. Springville won twenty eight to fourteen. Wow. Olympus is going to be looking for some revenge. Yep. Um, in fact. Uh, last week's win in the playoffs was uh, the Titans' first since 2013. Interesting. So, um, uh, I will say this, though. Springville has a lot of playoff experience. Um, And, uh, again, they won ugly last week. They've won ugly throughout the year. Um, I I don't believe that they've really dominated any teams um, in the 2018 season. Yeah. Yeah. in fact, yeah, they usually don't win a game by more than two touchdowns. Uh-huh. Um, the largest spread actually was 15 points against Maple Mountain. All the other games are one-score games. Wow. So um, they know how to win a close game. If you keep it close against Springville, yeah. you don't want to do that. Right. Um, so uh, moving on, though, our last 5A matchup, Quarter the, Canyon against Hema's Viewmont Vikings. The one we've all been waiting for. <laughs> no, no I actually think this is a pretty intriguing matchup. It's going to um, be good. I like Viewmont's run game. Robert Summerhays is a beast. Yeah. Uh, Dutcher Lines. Dutcher Lines, really good running quarterback. Um, these guys combined for uh, 288 yards oh my and two goodness. touchdowns on the ground last year. Just on the ground. Yeah. Against Provo. Um, had a really thrilling win. I'm going to see if that momentum can carry them against what I consider to be the best team in 5A, Corner Canyon. Um, yeah. Led by Cole Hagen, uh, who's Hay- another great quarterback. Yeah, just all around though. Yeah, he's he's really talented. Um, he has uh, a lot of really good players around him. John Mitchell. Um, how about this? He had four catches for 187 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. He's a deep threat. Um, he, he can break away from defenses. Um, and uh, yeah, they won 70 to three against Murray in the opening round. And uh, Josh Wilson. Uh-huh. He's the younger brother of Zach Wilson. He plays linebacker for the Chargers. Uh, he had a pick six. So uh, his brother didn't score a touchdown this week, but yeah, he did. So um, this is yeah, I'm excited for this game. I think it's gonna be good. I hope you know. Obviously, I hope the Vikings will be able to upset the Chargers and mm-hmm. move on. Um, I don't really see it happening though. Although Vima has great weapons in Dutcher lines, like you said, just a rushing duo that just is incredible. Uh, Summer Hayes is probably one of my favorite running backs to watch. I mean, he's been great to watch with, mm-hmm. honestly, the O-line that he has to work with. Um, Corner Canyon has a really good defense, too. Um, I think one of their players has, like, 10 sacks in the year. Um, I'll look that up. Uh, and I think... Viewmont just has classically, as long as everyone can remember, has just always been kind of undersized. So I'll say this with Viewmont. I tried to go back and see the last time that they made the semifinals. Uh-huh. 
I couldn't go back because the Deseret <laughs> News archives didn't go back that far. It's true. So it's been at least 20 years since they've played um, on the turf up at Rice Eccles, which uh, probably back then, was it Rice Stadium no, back then? No, it was then? grass. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was Rice too. Stadium because the Olympics <laughs> hadn't even come yet the last time right. these guys played um, up at uh, up in the semifinals. So. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming for sure, and I think uh, Fumont's going to have to keep waiting. It's just a hard – Davis County doesn't – they don't have big, big kids. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, with the new schools coming in there, it kind of dilutes the athletic pool Farmington, up there. Yeah. Um, and I think they're going to Farmington did, did uh, draw from Davis, right? They drew from Davis and part from Viewmont because Viewmont used to have Farmington. Okay. So um, it's like South Farmington gotcha. would go okay. to Viewmont. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens. It'll be a quarterback duel for sure. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty excited to see you. How Viewmont handles the powerhouse Chargers? Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be that interesting of a game. I was just <laughs> interested because he went to Viewmont, but yeah, it's that's gonna, okay. It's look. Let's be honest. Most high school games aren't really like they're grinded out games yeah. for the most part. Most schools are rushing offenses. There's hardly, with the exception of like teams like Lehigh last year or like American Fork this year. There's not really a lot of running gun offenses that mm-hmm. are exciting to watch. That's true, yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, I'm just giving you a hard <laughs> Um Let's move on to 4A. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Skyview in Park City. Um, Skyview, 61-21 in the opening round against Snow Canyon. Uh, have one of the best athletes in the state, Mason Falslev at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Undefeated. Um, undefeated, yeah. 10-0. and um, Now, Park City hasn't advanced past the quarterfinals since 2009. Um, okay. They probably have the toughest road to advance this week. Uh, if whoever's playing at Orem yeah. actually has a tougher road. But um, I think um, Skyview's just going to roll in this one. Yeah. They're they're another team that's like a well-oiled machine. Like they don't – obviously because they're like a smaller class, they don't have big monsters on their, mm-hmm. on their squad. But they do have consistent athletic – Kids who pound for pound perform probably the best out of all the smaller kids. You got something to chime in, Steve? Yeah, so I had the chance to shoot Park City three times in the last couple of months. Oh, wow. And all three of those times, I happened to see them win. And so um, I... We don't have game assignments yet. So you're saying if you go to Park City or go to... uh, Watch the Skyview Park City game that Park City. I win. think Brian Champagne is going to be at that game. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Nah. But um, I in them I I saw some interesting uh, plays. Actually, on two occasions I saw Park City take off a couple of pick sixes. So, wow. in um, fact, the pick six last week against uh, Salem Hills completely changed the momentum of that game. Um, Park City was able to uh, go out and outscore. Salem Hills twenty-one to seven down the stretch after, after trailing that. seventeen to seven. Interesting. So that kind of changed the tides for um, Park City a little bit. Now, granted, uh, Skyview isn't Salem Hills. Yeah. Uh, Skyview's really good. Similar colors. <laughs> right. um, I'd be interested to see. Salem Hills are the Skyhawks. Skyview, Sky, Sky Blue, Sky somethings. Um, yeah. That's as far as the comparisons go, though. Yeah. Um, Skyview's a really good team, guys. Uh, I I actually had a chance to cover them against Springville. They made quick work of Springville. Yeah. So, um, really good team. Dude, next game that we're going to – so Spanish Fork at Dixie. Okay, I love this game. I think this yeah. is the best game of – Of all of them? Of 
all of the quarterfinal games from 4A through 6A, I think this is the most intriguing game. Wow, okay. Yeah. I, get, I mean, I get it. I Let's am very jealous of Mark Weaver. I love Spanish Forks offense, okay? Yeah. Parker Swenson, I love this kid at quarterback. Interesting. You hear me every single week rave about this yeah. kid. He finds a way to make plays. He doesn't have the best offensive line. Um, yeah, th- which makes him a scrambling It makes him a scrambling master. quarterback, and he just he knows how to avoid the sack. Yeah. He has a cannon of an arm. Um, I saw him throw a ball 68 yards yeah. through the air. After scrambling, right? After scrambling off his back foot. Incredible. He wasn't even able to step into the throw. He just Scarmed chucked it up as hard as he could. <laughs> Okay, um, Spanish Fork put up 58 points in the opening round. They were playing Ogden, though. Sure. Shout out to Ogden for uh, making the playoffs, though. Shouts to the other Tigers. Yeah, shouts to the other that Tigers. That we don't ever talk about. Um, but Parker Swenson, 351 yards, 19 for 26. He had three touchdown passes um, and put up 44 points in the first half. Wow. Until they kind of put in the reserves and right. pumped the brakes a little Garbage bit. Garbage time. Um, the last time there's a little bit of history between these two teams. Really, the last time they played was in 2012, um, which was actually the last time the Dons won a playoff game in the state championship game in 3A state championship game. Wow, Dixie beat Spanish Fork 49 to 21. That was in 2012. 2012. So just, I mean, it's a few years back. Sure. Um, I'm trying to think of like who was on one of those teams. I can't think. Of I anybody. think uh, Money was the quarterback um, at Spanish Fork at the time. Okay. Um, it was the year after I graduated, but uh, so it wasn't anyone that I would right. have played with. Hayden Nielsen was their quarterback before that. You played shortstop at BYU, oh. um, baseball player. But anyway, um, I really like Dixie though. Uh, Reggie Graff had three touchdowns, um, uh-huh. quarterback. Uh, picked off three pa- passes against Green Canyon. Um, and they're looking for their uh, to get to the semifinals after uh, they lost last year against Mountain Crest in the quarterfinals, 18-17. to 17. So kind of a heartbreaker. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, just, I really like this matchup. Dixie's 9-1. and one. Spanish Fork is 7-3. and three. I feel like Spanish Fork has been tested a little bit more. Um, they're battle-hardened. I mean, their yeah, last they, game against they Orem, Orem was crazy. Yeah, they played Orem, which... They're tough. Orem's a really tough team. And Dixie also lost to Springville. Okay, Springville, the, like I said, they're kind of a interesting team, Yeah, to, to put it light, to safely put it. Um, but, yeah, Spanish Fork... Uh, Spanish Fork's three losses were against Ridgeline, um, Cypress, which that was a crazy come-from-behind win, yeah. and then Orem, which Orem, um, actually speaking of Orem, they're our next game to preview. They're playing Mountain Crest. Yeah. Uh, Man. Orem's going to roll in this it's, one. Orem's been rolling everybody. And it's no, it's no, it's not to discredit Mountain sure. Crest. Um, it's just a tough, it's a hard matchup mm-hmm. and it's just unfortunate that they, you know, drew Orem. Like it's, uh, it's like in the soccer community, we would call it the group of death when they group up teams yeah, for yeah. the world cup. Right. That's it's, they got the group of death. Um, yeah. I, just anyone who's going to get Orem. Um, I think, uh, Skyview is the only team that's going to be able to really challenge Orem. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, 
Orem scored 68 points last week, five defensive touchdowns, five offensive touchdowns. Um, against? Against Tooele. Yeah. Tooele is not a bad team. They actually had a pretty decent season. Um, <laughs> Mountain Crest, uh, three straight wins. Um, they beat Desert Hills on the road. Wow. Rush, rush for 314 yards and three touchdowns. Um, and uh, you know what? There's actually some history with this game, too. Oh, really? Orem played Mountain Crest in the state championship game last year when Orem won its first title since 2000, or 1994. Oh, that's right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I think Mountain Crest might be looking out for some revenge. Yeah. I don't know that they're going to get it, but there is some history with uh, last year's game mm-hmm. in the state championship. The X factor is uh, Puka Nakua. It's he's too dangerous, dude. Plus the I mean, Y factor is Cooper Lagarde right. and Noah Sewell's back <laughs> sure, and sure. Uh, Sua Filo. Um, the, I mean, it's Orem's just they're loaded. stacked. Yeah, it's uh, it's not fair. <laughs> it's um, fair. moving on to uh, the next final game in four A, um, Stansbury and Pineview. Uh, Stansbury's from your neck of the woods, seven and three right. on the season. Um, picked up. A really kind of a weird win against Mountain View last uh, last week. Um, they won fifty seven to forty three, but they had to score twenty eight points in the fourth quarter. Oh my god! It wasn't really ever comfortable. And Mountain View is not a great team. Yeah. Um, Stansbury though rushed for five hundred and seventy yards. Wow! Five hundred seventy yards on the ground. That's pretty impressive. Um, uh, Caden Kincaid, 181 yards and three touchdowns. Silas Young, 143 yards and a touchdown. Um, and, uh, yeah, they they kind of struggled a little bit against the pass, which Pineview's going to throw it a lot. Yeah. Pineview scored 68 points last week against Logan. Wow. Okay, Logan had one loss on the season against Skyview. Yeah. Um, Logan, uh, how about this? Pineview was trailing 42-41 to 41 in the fourth quarter and scored 27 points. Um, with uh, touchdowns from Tosh Wright and Dallin Brown, two touchdowns each in the fourth quarter, um, and uh, the uh, the Panthers do have a strong throwing uh, pass attack, um, but uh, Dallin Brown rushed for 211 yards and five touchdowns. Tosh Wright 191 yards and three touchdowns. So oh eight gosh. touchdowns between the two. That's pretty <laughs> impressive, right? That's that's uh, Steve Young Jerry Rice numbers. Yeah, um, yeah. I just say Steve Rice or Steve Young Jerry Rice because I was playing uh, NFL Blitz not too long. Like, yeah, a few ten minutes ago. <laughs> but um, this is kind of a tough game to pick. Um, yeah, I really like this game a lot, like the Spanish Fork Dixie game. Um, I'm gonna go Pine View. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to say Pineview wins. I liked what Pineview did last week um, a lot more than what Stansbury did. Interesting. Um, yeah, this is going to be a close one. I'm not really sure who to pick either. I mean, I'm going to say Stansbury. Okay. Shouts to the uh, west side. That's of, a uh, Tooele County guy. West, west side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's move on to 3A. So 3A, 2A, 1A are in the semifinals. These games will be played Saturday. Um, but... Uh, uh, they have one less round just because they have a few less teams. Yeah. Um, but uh, in 3A, uh, Morgan is going to be playing North San Pete. Uh, Morgan has won six straight entering They're this really game. Good. Um, yeah, really good team, averaging 32.5 points per game, 
Uh, defense allows just 10.3 points per game. Um, and they have two shutouts on the season. Uh, North San Pete, on the other hand, um, won three of its last four, including the playoff opener against Union. Um, they had to play kind of like a play-in. Oh, right. Um, half a game thing. Or, excuse me, sorry, no, no, no. Uh, playoff opener was against Union, and I guess what was the quarterfinals for 3A? Oh, I see. Some of the teams had to play like a first-round game. I think 14 teams made the playoffs um, in 3A, but... Uh, yeah, um, I, I really like Morgan in this game. Yeah, uh, I don't know if there's much more to say than that. Not really. Um, and then another game, uh, the other 3A semifinal game, uh, Summit Academy in Juan Diego. These teams, two teams played two weeks ago. Um, you were at that game, weren't you, Steve? Were you at? Oh, no, you no, had you, both. No, you had the Utah game. No, oh, he had no. I'm just. I'm thinking of a different week where he okay. week where he shot Summit Academy and then shot Juan Diego. Oh, that's okay, right. Okay, so so this isn't <laughs> the normal Juan Diego team that we normally see. Um, they're normally a powerhouse in three A, but kind of struggled a little bit. A, down year a little season, bit of a down year. Um, Summit Academy um, uh, kind of struggled in its first four games. Were two and two, but then won the next six. Um, and they actually have wins over two of the other three teams that are remaining in the 3A playoffs. Um, so uh, pretty impressive numbers from Summit Academy. Casey Briggs has thrown for 2,500 yards and 24 touchdowns. Talmadge Brown, the running back, 800-plus yards and 14 touchdowns. Um, the last time they played, Summit Academy beat Juan Diego 28-19. to um, I think it's going to be the same thing. Uh, it's on a neutral field this time, though. It was at Sam- Summit sure. Academy earlier this year. I still think Summit Academy is going to win. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I will counter with, uh, I will add, I guess not really counter, but Juan Diego is playing its best football of the year in the first two rounds of the playoffs. They had to play that first round game, um, outscoring opponents 96 to 14 yeah. in the first two playoff games. So uh, starting to pick it up a little bit. I think it's too late though. Um they're running into some, Summit Academy, who I think is the favorite to win 3A this year. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. Um, moving on to 2A, though. South Summit and Millard. Um, three combined losses between these two teams. But I think sure. South Summit's going to roll in this one. They're they're like the 2A equivalent of, like, Orem. Or Bingham. <laughs> or Bingham. Which I guess Bingham isn't the same team that it normally is. But, yeah, they're the yeah. 2A Orem. It's they, I mean, Kale Atkinson is just the, the monster he, uh, 34 touchdowns on 34 the touchdowns on the season. And he, so if you remember, I don't know if you guys, for our listeners out there who have listened to KSL for a while, he won the 2A MVP last year mm-hmm. as a junior. And this year as a senior, he's putting up almost the exact same numbers. He's yeah. just a, a beast. Like, I feel like he's in the wrong uh, classification. Like, he yeah. could play in, like, 4A, 5A and yeah. still be effective. Yeah, he's a really talented player. Um, last week threw for 417 yards and four touchdowns. And unreal. Yeah. Um, Millard, uh, on the other hand, um, they actually have a pretty decent quarterback. Uh, I say decent. That's underselling him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Brooks Myers, 2,009 yards on the season, 21 touchdowns, and he's rushed for 341 yards and 10 touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, good player. Um, they also have a really talented running back in Austin Burriston, who has 825 yards and 11 touchdowns. Um, they actually have, um, a good, uh, has some good defensive playmakers. Uh, I'm going to completely butcher this guy's name. I'm sorry, Jed, but it's Jed DeGraffenreed. 
has nine interceptions, and then Jaden Craney has six interceptions. Unreal. So 15 between interceptions those between those two players. That's crazy. That's not very common sure. for high school teams. Like most teams might have like six interceptions on the season. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it'll be interesting because like even though. Their defense is really good. South Summits, they're the, they're the uh, leaders in a scoring defense for 2A. Oh, are they? Yeah, which is wild. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll have to say, so South Summit and Millard, I had the chance to shoot them, and I also saw South Summit again. I just have to say, I think South Summit makes football look easy. They're so skilled yeah. at running their plays that they just do it like it's nothing. Um there's actually a few plays that I saw where they had some flags thrown, but literally they threw the same play. They they played it out, and it worked. Yeah. They just made it work. They made it look easy. So interesting. It was awesome. Cool. Um. So the next, the last game of that is uh Grand versus Beaver. Don't know too much about Grand, and don't 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 know too much about Beaver other than I freaking love their logo. Oh yeah, they have a great logo. The Beaver that's like holding a flag. It's um, pretty dope. So these two teams actually played in Week Eight. Uh, Grand okay. won um, twenty-one to zero. Um, Beaver um, has actually played, I, I believe, in the last three two A state championship games. Lost to South Summit last year, but beat South Summit in twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen. Um, so good football tradition. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit of a down year for. I mean, they're eight and three. The most teams <laughs> down, would take yeah. that, but um, down year for Beaver, and uh, they they have a really run heavy attack, like a lot of these smaller schools do. That's why South Summit really yeah. stands out at the two way level because of how much they throw the ball. Right. Um, Beaver has three players uh, who have rushed for more than five hundred yards on the season: uh, Riker Albrecht, uh, EJ Allred, and Caleb Barney. Um, and uh, Albrecht is also the quarterback. He threw for 1,200-plus yards and 10 touchdowns oh on the gosh. year. So um, good, kind of like a dual-threat athlete. Um, but I think uh, I, I like Grand again in this game, so I'm, I'm going to see a South Summit Grand matchup in the 2A yeah. title. Um, but let's move on to 1A. Last classification. We're almost through this, guys. Yeah, almost done. Um, Duchesne and Perrowin. Um So uh, Perrowin has won six of its last seven. Uh, Duchesne's won four straight. Their last loss was actually against Perrowin. Um Oh, wow. Yeah, so there is uh, some history between revenge. the two teams. Uh, Perrowin's averaged 44.6 points per game um, on offense, and they have two shutouts on the season. So wow, they're, uh, they're a good team. Really run heavy attack, especially at this 1A level. A lot of these teams run like the triple option or the wishbone mm-hmm. or the wing. It's kind of old offense. school football. Yeah, it's old school football because a lot of these kids are undersized. I mean, you're going to see kids that weigh 130 pounds playing offensive line. Right. It's so, basically 11. It's like eight elementary school. Yeah. 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 Um, then the next, the last game, um, Milford Monticello. I don't know anything about these guys. So Milford for... has the 17 game win streak, the longest okay. in the state currently. Um, and they're undefeated. They like, are undefeated, ten and zero this year. Um, they uh, uh, they actually played, and this um, I believe it was in week eight, um, and uh, it was actually Milford's closest game of the season, uh, where they won thirty two to twenty six. Wow, that's pretty. So close. Um, the Buckaroos, uh, even though they're five and five, they can put up a fight. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, those are the uh, matches for this weekend. For... So are you going to take Milford in this one? Yeah. Okay, so I'll take Milford and Perwin. So Perwin milford is my prediction for the uh, 1A championship game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's another week of high school football. Um, it's wrapping up. It's almost It's there. wrapping up. Yeah, we're uh, two weeks away for 6A, 5A, 4A. Next week is going to be the final games for 3A, 2A, 1A. Going to be played at Weber State. The championship games will be, mm. um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for uh, to see some uh, champions crowned and uh, some kids um, kind of revel in the glory. Yep, uh, it's gonna be fun. And uh, yeah, then stay tuned. I can't wait for this to end because it's literally the busiest time of the year. But after that, we get to run all the. Uh, all the MVPs of each classification. That's always fun. Yeah, it's cool to give those kids some recognition for what they accomplished throughout the season. And, yeah. Um, I, I think they deserve it. So For sure. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. And uh, like I said earlier, we're still waiting to see what our uh, what our game assignments are. But um, whatever we get, I we're going to have some good games to cover. Yeah. And, uh, we're we're going to try to have literally every game on uh, KSL Sports Beat uh, game night. Yes. On Sunday at six or Saturday at six o'clock, excuse me. Um, and then tune in on Friday tomorrow or today if you're uh, listening on Friday morning or Friday <laughs> afternoon. Uh, we'll have all the highlights at 10. Um, so check it out. Uh, we and, will. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, turn on notifications for this podcast because we are going to start uh, since it's the end of the season. We're going to probably record a podcast every after every uh, fra- uh Saturday or Friday whenever the games are yeah and talk about those games um so we just want to throw a quick preview up today um and then uh, we're gonna kind of take a look at um, everything uh, again after it's happened um, on I believe it's gonna be tomorrow yeah uh, maybe we'll do 3a 2a 1a Saturday yeah that, we'll I think that'd be good. Utah games but uh, uh yeah football games but um yeah uh thanks for uh listening to uh ksl sports beat after hours share this podcast with your friends yep. um check out our new website kslsports.com and like i said check out ksl game night live um game of the week tomorrow is roy against Timview. uh we'll also have highlights from all the games like i said earlier at 10 o'clock on friday mm-hmm. and six o'clock on saturday a little bit more in depth um on saturday so yeah. make sure you guys tune into both those shows to get all the best from high school football for the last week yep right here on ksl uh so thanks for listening i am your host hema hamily jr joining me as always is uh the lovable canuck zach kicking and uh, Steve Merkley was jumped on the pod tonight. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Catch you guys later.